Welcome to Victoria's Nirvana with your host, Dr. Victoria Ravenwood, where it's all about empowering the sisterhood. It's time to free our inner Amazon, honor the feminine, and change this world. Hello. This week, I want to do our very first book club pick, Judy Chicago's The Dinner Party, a commemorative volume celebrating a major monument of 20th century art. This is a book based on one of the first major feminist art installations, and it is all about a triangular dinner table with hundreds of names of famous women and female figures throughout history on the tiles on the floor around it and on place settings for the more prominent female figure selected and written about in the book. This was a labor of love for many people over so many years to bring it together. And it's now the art itself is housed in the Brooklyn Museum and millions of people have been exposed to it It was a, it's about giving women a presence in public space. The artist says on page five that she firmly believes that the absence of visual images from a female perspective attests to a more significant absence, one that impacts heavily upon women's sense of self. Whereas for men, there is presence in the public arena. For women there is primarily absence, an absence of political leaders on the highest level of world governments, an absence of public monuments honoring women heroes and leaders, and mirroring this, an absence in our museums of images that extend our personal experiences into the cultural dialogue and most important, convey our sense of ourselves as subjects rather than objects. And that's the crux of the whole thing and of why women love it so much. Not only, I think, are they being exposed to hundreds of examples of strong and empowered and wonderful women from history, and we're getting a sense of our history from walking around this table or reading this book, but it's just having these images in public space when it has been so absent, there really, when you think about it, aren't as many monuments to female figures as there are to men. There's not many places that are specific to honoring women and to knowing our history. And this was a coming together of so many women to pour through history and find historical figures that would speak for all of women. And as she said, it, the, 
First, they had to decide, did the women make a worthwhile contribution to society? And that this was sometimes difficult to determine because categories of achievement have been established primarily in relation to what men do and what men have deemed significant. Thus, although many women were responsible for the establishment of hospitals, schools, and social organizations, there was no such category as founder of first hospital, and hence the often pioneering efforts of such women, though seemingly important, would be ignored by most historians. I remember this because when I was in film school, at UCLA and NYU, I remember finding out about the Solex Film Company and Alice Guy Blachet, and I couldn't believe that the first director in history was a woman, was Alice Guy Blachet. She was a secretary of a film, a regular uh, photographic film company, and she took the cameras that they had and she um, I th or they had invented a way of, of capturing moving images and it was the invention they invented it and she took it and asked if she could play around with it and went out and shot started shooting scenes and then started to take stories the, uh, a kid in a cabbage patch I think was one of the first stories and started filming it and she became the first director in history and was a female and she did go off and make movies and make long and short form films and scenes and founded a production company and she just has been so absent from history and I had to like at the time I had to really fight to make the instructors acknowledge it and to let me write a paper on it and to tell everybody about it. I was so excited and I wanted everybody to know and why wasn't this in the curriculum? And to this day, her family still um, fights to have her recognized. And it's such a shame because it, it just, it makes no sense as to why the first, the woman, the, the person who invented putting stories onto film would be ignored like this. And that there isn't a big inclusion of her in film programs and in directing programs as so few people know about her. The dinner party installation, page 13, is introduced by a series of woven tapestries executed in the Aubson technique typical of Renaissance pictorial weavings. These banners include a series of short phrases suggesting that women, women's history, and women's perspective must be entirely recognized and more integrated into all types of human civilization. Until that time, a time that will surely come, women will remain locked into a cycle of cruel repetitiousness. Poignantly described by Gerda Lerner in The Creation of Feminist Consciousness, as that men develop ideas and systems of explanation by absorbing past knowledge and critiquing and superseding it. Women, ignorant of their own history, do not know what women before them have thought and taught. So generation after generation they struggle for insights others had already had before them, resulting in the constant reinvention of the wheel. 
that is a, such a key point to why they created the dinner party and why women love the book so much just go floating through the book I've had this on my coffee table for years and you just open it to any page and find 10 amazing women from history that you never would have heard of before and going to the museum and seeing it in person was just an amazing experience of feeling acknowledged, feeling validated, feeling like I had some history as a woman. And that accomplishments and things that these women did were were honored so much. There is no space, there's not enough space that honors the accomplishments of women. And you had images of women from so many different time periods and so many different cultures. But there's something for everyone in this book. Every Everyone could get feel represented in this book. And the imagery that they used for creating the plates is very female-centered. And they've done a great job at encapsulating what each woman was about and what their life was about. And it's just very eye-opening and enlightening and just fun to look at these images and read about these women and get this sense of empowerment from a book. And it's not like when you read about empowered kings, the queens who uh, who ruled, or women who ruled the world, or Cleopatra, or, you know, these, a lot of the women in this book are regular women who did interesting things or great things. It's not just about the few queens that we have had throughout history and having them talked about and written about in a book. There are so many regular women in this book who did something worthy of inclusion. And you also get that sense of what is worthy of inclusion, what makes it worthy. And that's empowering as far as knowing what you are capable of and what greatness is from a female perspective. We know what greatness is from a male perspective, but what is greatness from a female perspective? And you kind of get that as you go through all of these beautiful images and place settings and read about these women and what they've done in history, you can kind of piece together for yourself what greatness means. And I think that's a very important experience for every little girl to have because we don't get that very often. Men get it all the time in, in commercials and movies and monuments and in leaders it's just not, it's so lacking for women. So I picked this book to start off the book club because I think it gives such an overview of female history, female empowerment, female greatness, female aspiration, female role models that we can look up to and we can just pick through this book and find someone who, who fits with us and then take that for further study and find more books about a specific woman that you found within this book and that's not all about being 
a badass or being like a man or living and being recognized for things that you do that are manlike but this is about women how women succeed how women express it how women embody greatness how women pursue greatness and their definition of it so judy chicago's the dinner party still available and bookstores and online published in 1996 they started working on it in 1975 actually um, and it is in the museum the Brooklyn Museum if you're in the area and have the ability to see it I'm not sure if they have videos I think there's some videos online you can look at it as well but the book itself is so empowering and so wonderful to look through that I thought it was just absolutely perfect to start off the book club with. So I encourage you to get a copy and start looking through it. And if you have a daughter, you have young girls in, in your family, to look at it with them, to pick someone out, have her pick someone out and read about her and then go to the computer and and look up that female historical figure and and research her a little more with her and find out more and make it a project. You can make it a very fun project to create your own dinner setting. When you see how beautiful the images are of what they created with these place settings and the table runners and the designs and the 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 weaving and the stitching and the ceramics it's just a, a wonderful way of teaching girls and women about greatness and creativity and empowerment and our history. So I hope you enjoy it. Have a great day. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to Victoria's Nirvana. Tell your friends to listen and visit victoriasnirvana.com to subscribe and join the Nirvana Sisterhood.